Welcome to the IC Made On podcast. We are so glad that you've chosen to listen online. If you would like to know more about who we are, why we exist, our service times and location, or how you can get involved, then check out our website at icmadeon.com. We hope you enjoy the message today. Good morning, IC Maidon. It has been my privilege to be with you these four Sundays. And as Pastor Adam said, tomorrow I will be going home and I'm going to miss all of you. I love your food. I love your country, your culture. I love this city. I love this church. And I love you. And so I'm going to take you home in my heart and with all my pictures and on social media. And uh, I just want to thank Pastor Chris and Carrie for allowing me this great honor and great privilege while they were away. I want to thank Pastor Adam and the staff for taking such incredible care of me while I have been here. And I want to thank you for opening your heart and your lives to me, receiving as I've been sharing with you. And I am thankful that I have overcome some of my fears in Indonesia and that I went to Funland and I conquered. Amen. It wasn't easy for me. I've never ridden those kinds of rides and and um, I had to face my fears. So I thought I'd show you just a little bit of what I did while I was at Funland. you to understand that I was in that park two hours before I ever got on the first ride. In fact, a lot of the staff had already ridden every one of those rides, and I would stand behind the barricade and watch them. And, and one of the main reasons I didn't want to get on them was they would say before they started every ride, once we start, we will not stop. But something was going on inside of me. I would watch and I would watch and I would think, they're having all this fun. I'm going to regret it if I don't do something. There has to be more. And so I got on that first ride and I survived. And so I wanted to go to the next ride, and I survived. And I just wanted more. And I'm so glad that I'm leaving Indonesia without regrets, that I went for it, I overcame my fears, and I found that there was more. 
really, that's why I wanted to do this series here at Icy Maidon. Because, because God has such a great plan for our lives. He's such a great God. He's an infinite God. And he just wants us to know there is so much more. More to our relationship with him. That it's not just making a one-time decision and then wait till we get to eternity in heaven. But that God wants us to experience more right now in our life. And I just don't want you to stand behind the barricades of life and not experience everything that God has for you. But even more than me, Jesus did not want you to just experience a religion filled with rules and formulas and just before he was to leave this world. He had had his disciples walking with him for three and a half years. And he's about to leave. And, and he knows that they've been watching him. And now he, he begins to tell them, I don't want you just watching anymore. And he says, he says but you're going to need some help. And he, he tells them about this friend, this, this comforter, this helper. This, this one who gives us the strength beyond our natural strength, the Holy Spirit. John 14, 16, Jesus said, Then I will ask the Father to send you the Holy Spirit who will help you and always be with you. In other words, this is a journey. I want you to walk with me. I want you to come follow me. It's not a one-time thing. It's, it's not a Sunday morning ritual. It's an everyday adventure. It's a spiritual journey. And, and the Holy Spirit wants to keep leading you and keep guiding you and keep helping you experience the mores of your life. In other words, you have a purpose. You were, you were created by God, formed by God. God in the womb of your mother, gifted by God for a purpose. You were born into this earth with a purpose, and that purpose is so great that you'll never pull your purpose off in your own strength, in your own power, just through your normal talents and abilities. Jesus knew we would need help. And he says it like this in Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be witnesses telling people about me everywhere. In other words, don't sit back behind the barricades of fear and doubt and tradition and watch everybody else. I, I want you to know there's something more for you. You can experience this power, this journey, this life. I want you to take another step. I want you to discover that purpose that God has for you.
That's one of the main things we do here at IC Maidon, and we want you to do. And, and it's not a one-time thing. It's a journey of discovering your purpose, your purpose in life, your purpose for your marriage, your your purpose for your children, your purpose for your job. There is a purpose that God has for every area, every age, and every stage of your life. But you're going to need the power of the Spirit of God to pull off and fulfill your purpose. In fact, you're never going to be satisfied. You're never going to find personal fulfillment until you discover your purpose, experience this power, and begin to live it out. It's a journey. One step after the other. One ride after the other. One experience after the other. In fact, Jesus said it again like this in Acts 1 verse 5. He said, John baptized you with water, but in just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Baptism. Baptism. I want us to look at this word again today, baptism. The word baptism means to be immersed in. To be immersed in. Say that out loud with me. To be immersed in. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a religious moment where you decided to go to church or where, where you decided to accept Christ one time, but but no, salvation is, is to be immersed in the person of Jesus Christ. Your whole life to be changed. It is salvation. It is the Spirit of God coming to live with inside of us and bring to us all that Jesus Christ has for us. And, and it's infinite. It's without ending. It's in this life. The Holy Spirit has a role in your life on this planet, not just in heaven. And, and the Bible says it like this in, in, in the book of, of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. But the Holy Spirit has fitted us all together into one body. We've been baptized into Christ's body by one spirit. And have all been given that same Holy Spirit. See, the New Testament talks about three different baptisms. And the first one being, being baptized in the body of Christ. Not just coming to church on Sunday morning. But you, when you accepted Christ, you became a part of this organic, living body. This group of people who have experienced the supernatural birth of God's presence in our life. Some of you, I think, are still standing behind the barricades. And, and, and you're still looking in. And God never wanted you to just show up, sit in a seat, hear a sermon and slip out. No, he wants you to be immersed in the body of Christ. That's why we have a growth track. So you can learn more about who we are as Icy Maidon. So that you can discover your purpose. So that you can get on a team. Don't just watch everybody else living their purpose and experiencing life in this body. Be immersed into this body. Your gifts are important. We need your purpose to operate. Without, without you, we're missing something. And without us, you're missing something. 
You need, to, you need to get in a life group and build authentic relationships with real people who've experienced what you've experienced. That's what, that's what this baptism into the body of Christ is all about. And then the second baptism that the New Testament tells us about is, is a second step in our spiritual journey. It's called baptism in water or water baptism. And, and really, this is, this is something very important in our life. It's really the second step in this spiritual journey, in this passionate pursuit of a, a relationship with Jesus. Not a stagnant religious thing, but a vibrant, organic, growing relationship. Jesus actually gave us this command. It's actually the first command that Jesus tells us after we accept him as our Lord and Savior. Repent and be baptized. All through the New Testament. And the New Testament, the second half of the Bible, is really the historical record of the church of Jesus Christ and how it began and, and how it grew until... It got to where we are today here at Icy Maidon. And, and, and Jesus said, I want you to, to, to go public with your faith. And 27 times in the New Testament, when people accepted Christ, immediately they were baptized in water. Some did it in the middle of the night. The very first day that the church began, the book of Acts chapter 2. Here's what the Bible says in verse 41. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized. They were baptized. Now it's different than salvation. Salvation is the first step. Being baptized into the body of Christ. But this is the second step in a spiritual journey. There's more. And while it doesn't save us, salvation is a free gift of God. Salvation is a private thing. In fact, right here in I.C. Maidon, uh, if you've accepted Christ here, you did it in your seat, right where you're sitting, at a very private moment where you opened your life to Jesus Christ. But Jesus said that private decision needs to be made public. It, it, water baptism is a celebration, a public declaration. I'm all in. I've chosen Jesus. It's like a wedding ceremony. You know, you know, we fall in love. We make a decision in our heart. I want you. You want me. But then we have a ceremony. What is that ceremony? It's to declare it publicly. It's to let everybody else know. 36 years ago, I walked the aisle. My wife walked the aisle. And we had a public declaration. Let everybody know, hands off, this belongs to her. I'm taken, baby. That's what water baptism is. Every one of us should experience that celebration. And, and, and literally, it's a step of obedience. I think sometimes we may be stuck in being able to obey the other things Jesus wants us to do because we've never taken the first step of obedience. Be baptized in water. It does something on the inside of you. When you obey Jesus, it's like a spiritual, supernatural momentum that gives you ability to obey God in other areas of your life. Water baptism is the second step on our spiritual journey. But the, the third baptism 
that Jesus talked about. And that is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. This, this ongoing relationship. This everyday, up-to-date experience with the power of God in our life. In fact, Jesus died on the cross for our sin. And, and, and then after he rose again, for 40 days, he appeared to the disciples. The very first time he appeared to them. We find it in the book of John. Now, the disciples didn't know Jesus had risen from the dead. They, they watched him die on the cross and, and, and for our sins. And so they were afraid the same thing was going to happen to them. So they're in a room. They've got the doors locked. and Poof, suddenly Jesus in a supernatural body now just pops through the wall. And that's what Jesus spent 40 days doing, just popping through the wall. I love the way John's gospel tells us. In the book of John chapter 20 it said, that Sunday evening the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly Jesus was standing there among them. Poof, Jesus just popped through the door. I think the Bible is so funny. I mean, we miss so much. Jesus pops through the door, and what's the first thing he says to them? Peace, peace be with you. I think if I was in a locked room and Jesus popped through the door, I think I would need to have peace at that moment in my life. In fact, Jesus goes on and, and in this scripture, and he, and he says it again. He, he showed them the wounds in his hands and in his side. And again he said, peace be with you. As the Father is sending me, so I'm sending you. Now don't miss this. He shows them the wounds in his hands and in his side. And then he says, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus risen from the dead, is standing there with them and breathes on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit. Now, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the first four books of the New Testament, the Gospels, they each one tell us the story of Jesus. But they're four different records. And each one tells us different accounts and parts of the same story. And this same story that John tells, Luke tells. In Luke chapter 24, and in Luke 24, he said, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, here it is again, peace be with you. It lets us know it's this same moment. When he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. So Luke's telling the same story. But now, in John's gospel, he was there with them, he breathes on them. But now Jesus is talking about, I'm leaving. And I'm going back to heaven. And when I get to heaven... I'm going to send you what my Father has promised. But stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. In other words, he says, you've received the Holy Spirit. Every one of us received the Holy Spirit when we gave our heart to Jesus Christ. But Jesus said there's more. There's power in your life. Power to pull off your purpose. Power to make a difference. Because every one of you were created to make a difference. To show up in your home, on your job, 
wherever you go, in your school, and to bring a new environment, to change the atmosphere, to bring joy where there's sorrow, hope where there's fear and doubt. In other words, power to make a difference in your world, where you go, and the people you encounter in your life. You were chosen by God to make a difference. And Jesus said you'll never be able to do it in your own strength. It's not normal. It's supernatural. Normal will not work. You know why normal will not work? Because Maidan is filled with people who are stressed out. People who are distressed. People who are depressed. People who are oppressed. People who are obsessed. Even people who are possessed. And they need the power of God to find freedom in their life. They need someone like you to come and show up and show them that there's a living God who has power to give them peace and hope and a purpose in their life. See, this is the promise for you. The Bible says it like this in Acts chapter 2 and verse 39. It says, for the promise of the Spirit is for you and for your children and for all people. Even those considered outsiders and outcasts. All of those that the Lord our God will call to him. In other words, this is a personal promise. You're on a personal journey. And there's more. There's another step for you. There's new levels of the purpose of God for your life. We want you to discover that purpose. We want you to make a difference. And Jesus wants you to know it's a personal promise to you that you can have power to make a difference in your world. Power to make a difference. So here's what I want to challenge you. Here's what I want to urge you as I close this series today. I close my time here. I, I want you to do two things. And the first thing is I want you to take a step today. I, I, I want you to take a step today. In fact, tomorrow I want you to take a step and the next day, I want you to take a step. Discovering your purpose. Making a difference. Wherever you are. Holy Spirit, if you don't, I can't. Take a step. Go deeper. Do something more. In fact, in the Old Testament book of Ezekiel, there's a prophecy that, that I believe is really a picture of this relationship, this journey that God wants every one of us on. And, and just like Funland and those rides, he never wants you to stop. And this is what Ezekiel 47 says. It says it like this. The man went eastward and led me through the water that was ankle deep. He led me through the water that was knee deep. He led me through the water that was up to the waist. And then, he, and then he kept leading me, he kept guiding me. But now it was a river because the water was deep enough to swim in. A river that no one could cross. 
See, Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Spirit. But don't stop there. I want you to take another step and be baptized. I want you to keep going deeper and deeper. See, there's a difference in, in being filled with the Spirit and being immersed in the Spirit. See, you can be filled without being immersed, but you can't be immersed without being God wants to take you. Some some of you, some of you have taken that first step. You're, you're, you're in ankle deep water. You came a few times, but one day, when the invitation was given, you raised your hand and you accepted Christ into your life. But there's more. In fact, some of you, some of you went out into knee deep water. You 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 came a while and you. You saw all these crazy people lifting their hands and clapping. And you thought to yourself, I'm never going to do that. And then in the middle of a service, maybe today, whoop, 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 whoop. Oh, you knew it. Your hands were up in the air and you were clapping. You got out in knee-deep water. Some of you waded on out into waist-deep water. You, you've gotten on the dream team. You're discovering your purpose. And, but there's more. There's more. You see, you see, ankle-deep, knee-deep, waist-deep. Those are great. But you see, my feet are still on the ground. In other words, I'm still in control. And, and that's, that's kind of the way we live our life, you know. I want, I want you, God, but, but I only want this in my life. I don't want to go to hell, and, and I want to I find fulfillment. And, you know, I, 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 I want you, God, but, but don't, don't, don't do anything that I don't understand. Don't, don't do anything that's not normal. I, I don't want to get too radical. But God said there's more. But in order to experience more, your feet's got to leave the ground. And there's something about God that we have to take a step of faith into the unknown. To trust his goodness and his greatness. And some of us, some of us need that. Because there is a step here at I.C. Maidon. And, and it's really not a one-time thing, but we call it find freedom. And the truth is you're never going to find freedom until you can take that step and trust God and get into the river. You see, you see, the thing about getting into the river is you lose control and you go where God wants to carry you. It's not about my life anymore. It's about His life. But also, once you lose control, you'll find freedom. Freedom from some of your past. Some of you are still struggling with habits and hang-ups and hurts. Things that happened in your past. Your marriage is not restored yet. Your heart's not yet been healed. Maybe, maybe a church hurt you. Maybe a preacher hurt you. We're, we're human. Forgive us. God wants you to take another step and open your heart and step off into the river of God. Immerse yourself in the life that God has for you.
That's where you'll find your freedom. The second thing I want you to do, and I want you to do it every day, and that is talk to him daily. He's a person. He's your helper. He's always with you. Just tell him every day, Holy Spirit, come, lift me out of myself, into that other self that's greater than myself. Here's the journey that you're on. And we find it in the book of 2 Corinthians. And I want to read this verse to you. Chapter, chapter 13, verse 14, and here's what it says. The amazing grace of the Master. That's the first step. Is to experience the grace of, of God. That Jesus died. He was broken so you could be healed. That on the cross he was rejected by God so you could be accepted by God. Grace, grace to find power in our weakness. That even though we still mess up and we still fail God, his grace is greater than all of our weaknesses. And then he says, not only the amazing grace of the master Jesus Christ, but the extravagant love of God. You need to experience new levels of his love in new areas of your life. That there's nothing you could do to make God love you less and nothing you could ever do to make him love you more. He loves you. He loves you so much he wants to heal the broken hurts of your heart. He wants to take you to a place where you feel accepted and valued and loved unconditionally. But there's more. And that is the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. Where every day, just like me at Funland, you come out from behind the barrier. And there's a risk. It's not going to stop. When you finish one adventure, God has another. When you finish one accomplishment, God has a new dimension for you. You quit watching everybody else. You step off into the river and go where God wants to take you. I realize for some of us, we need to go back to the very first step, and that is to know God. And the only way to know God is to experience a personal encounter with his son Jesus Christ Jesus came to this earth and died for your sin for every failure for every mistake every rebellious act for everything you've ever done that led you to where you are today and that because of what Jesus did, you can find forgiveness. That's where freedom begins in knowing God. So today I want to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. It's the first step on a never-ending journey of steps into all that God has for you. I'm going to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes.
And in just a moment, if today you, you know you're a sinner. You, you don't have a relationship with God. But today, you want to ask Jesus to forgive you. You want to welcome Holy Spirit into your life. You want to come out behind, from behind the barricade. And you want to step into the river of God. Then when I count to three, right where you're seated, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Front to back, left to right. One, two, three. Just put your hand up. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. All over this room, God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, sir. God bless you, ma'am. I see you. God sees your hand. More than that, he sees your heart on the back. God sees you. God sees you. I want to help you in this first step on this journey. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, you can just put your hand down where you are. I'm going to invite you to pray a prayer with me. There's nothing magical about the prayer, but it is supernatural. As you begin to open your life to Jesus, the Spirit of God is going to come in. You're going to become a brand new person. You're going to start a journey. It's going to bring the most personal fulfillment, satisfaction, and peace that you've ever known in your life. And I'm going to ask everyone in this room to help those who raise their hand. I'm going to ask everyone to pray this prayer out loud with me. No matter how long you've already known the Lord. Let's say it together, will you? Heavenly Father, I am a sinner. I made a mess of my life. But I believe Jesus died for me. Forgive me of my sin. I want to live for you. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Fill me. Help me. I surrender my life to you. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for accepting me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for choosing me. In Jesus' name.